Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So we've talked about how the meat prices are going through the roof uh, at our grocery stores. And that means what? Well, that means people are going to be trying to sneak meat across the Texas-Mexico border. Agents discovered approximately 320 pounds of pork bologna, 30 pounds of turkey ham uh, hidden in a man's vehicle. (laughs) The man, a 20-year-old El Paso resident, uh, presented himself for inspection at the border, and the agriculture specialist discovered 31 rolls of bologna and two rolls of turkey ham concealed under blankets, under seats, and in the car's center console and inside a duffel bag. 320 pounds. The man told border officials, yeah, you know, I just plan to resell it. Oh, okay. So they gave him a $1,000 fine, seized and destroyed the meat. And why did they destroy the meat? Well, uh, due to a recent detection of the African swine fever in the Dominican Republic, it's important that no pork products are brought into the U.S. Oh, okay. Um, That's great. We're glad to know that that African swine fever is in the Dominican Republic and, you know, gee, pork products have the potential to introduce foreign animal diseases that can be detrimental to our agricultural industry. You think? So there you have it. We have to be on the lookout for more and more people trying to sneak meat into the country just to make a couple of bucks. Well, I guess you can't blame them. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. We have an update in Operation Varsity Blues. Yes, it's still going on. But first, I want to talk to you about FastGrowingTrees.com. When is the perfect time to plant trees and shrubs? Well, the big box stores, those uh, experts, will tell you uh, anytime. Well, um, or they'll just say, it's a great question. But really, the best time to plant is actually in the fall which means right now is the time to go to fastgrowingtrees.com, get your product delivered to your door, and begin planting. Skip the big box stores and head to fastgrowingtrees.com. It's the world's largest online nursery. No more waiting in lines, messy cars, digging through some little selection that they've got going on. Just go to fastgrowingtrees.com. Choose from thousands of varieties of trees, shrubs, and plants. They're expertly curated to thrive in your area and delivered to your door in one or two days. So whether you're looking for shade, privacy, fruit trees, or just add some color to your yard, every plant is shipped with well-developed root system ready to explode with new growth come spring. I can't tell you the fun I had looking through the website with my daughter, looking for different fruit trees to get and what could grow here. I just It was so much fun. I love fastgrowingtrees.com. There really is no better way to buy trees and shrubs and plants for your home and yard. Fastgrowingtrees.com. Plus, the 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee means your plants will arrive happy, healthy, and ready for planting. Now, through November 30th, 
Go to fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy for 15% off. 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy. Just enjoy the website. Go to fastgrowingtrees.com, look through it, and figure out what is going to work best for you and your family. And then have have at it. Have at it. Fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy. Now through November 30th, fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy for 15% off. 15% off. Fastgrowingtrees.com slash Jeffy. All right, let's get to Operation Varsity Blues. Oh, man. So good to have this back. Operation Varsity Blues. Yes, the uh, opening statements kick off the first trial of the college admission scandal. It's amazing this is still going on. So two prominent businessmen uh, used their wealth to buy their kids' ways into top universities. And you know the story behind Operation Varsity Blues. And we had Lori Laughlin and Felicity Huffman already work out their deals. And they've already done their time. But uh, And there have been dozens of high-profile parents, athletic coaches and others, who have been arrested in connection with the scandal. But these two are the first to go on trial, as many others have pled guilty, because they didn't want to mess with the FBI. And they just had the deal. And they had Singer testifying against them and setting them up. But uh, the lawyers have accused uh, both men uh, uh, that uh, they say uh, they were they were played by Singer. These accused men were saying, no, we were played by Singer. Uh, He duped us into breaking the law, and they thought that their donations were legitimate. I don't know. Uh, You know, do I think this is as big a deal as we're being sold? No. Do I think Singer was a con man for these parents? Absolutely. And, you know, there's, uh, you know, Singer was making all kinds of money helping these rich parents get their kids into college under you know, somewhat shady circumstances. (laughs) Like saying they were going to be part of, you know, an athletic team when they had no idea how to play that sport or nothing part of it. And so all the coaches were in on it. And so, you know, is it illegal for a parent to give money to a university to get their kid in? No. Uh, Is it, you know, this was all a huge really big scandal. And I think that Singer, the uh, the deal maker, is the one that should be uh, under fire. And the parents, I mean, what they did is, you know, not believing in their kids and paying money to get them into these big colleges when they could have just gave the money to the university, said, here, build a building and get my kid in. And they would have done it in a heartbeat. But no. So we'll see how it plays out. But it is fun to have Operation Varsity Blues back in the news. Oh, yeah. Tonight's episode, Robbing.
universities blind. <laughs> so speaking of robbing uh, people blind, you know the people we're seeing on video that go into the pharmacies like CVS, especially the one in San Francisco, where they take a trash bag with them and they stuff you know, $1,000 worth of medicine in a trash bag and walk out, right? Well, come to find out that the this was these are no ordinary shoplifters. They're part of a network of organized professionals known as boosters, whom CVS has been monitoring for weeks. The company is uh, believed that this group is responsible for stealing about $50 million in products over five years from dozens of stores in Northern California. And I was just reading a big story about this man who is, you know, after him, he's investigating all of them. He's following them. He's going after these organized crime rings and stores, you know, Target and CVS and Amazon. They're spending a lot of money to fight this crime as well as they should. They're talking about, uh, Retail theft accounting for $45 billion in annual losses for retailers these days, up from $30 billion a decade ago. And CVS's reported thefts have ballooned 30% since the pandemic began. And I would venture to say that many of those, while they're blaming that on the pandemic, I mean, we have a number of places around the country that aren't going to press charges if it's under a thousand dollars that you're stealing right which is why these guys are going into these uh pharmacies and shoving you know a thousand dollars or less you know 900 some dollars worth of merchandise into a trash bag and walking out at one at a time right so this guy's uh investigative team is working with law enforcement and he expects to uh close on 73 e-commerce cases involving 104 million dollars of goods stolen from multiple retailers and sold on Amazon. So that is a problem. And it goes into a huge breakdown of arresting this guy that (laughs) had all this merchandise in his house. And he had a, uh, elevator built in his house. So he's got these elevator belts coming from upstairs and downstairs, moving product around So it's going to be tough to make people believe that you didn't know it was stolen. I didn't know that I had, uh, you know, a million dollars worth of stuff in my house and I was selling it on Amazon and I didn't know that the stuff was stolen. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You're just nothing but a fence now. Right. And you didn't know that. Okay. But I mean, companies are losing money left and right because of these thefts. I mean, it's really incredible. These crime rings are stealing from stores, Targets, Publix, Walgreens, all over the country. And they're looking for, uh, you know, certain people that they have fencing their goods. And these people have set up Amazon storefronts. And one guy still had a storefront that he had for about seven years, sold three or four million dollars worth of stolen goods on the platform. I mean, they've got these guys stealing stuff in Colorado and coming to Texas. They've got these guys stealing stuff from all over the country and, you know, obviously moving that product online. But we didn't know that this was stolen merchandise. Oh, really? Yeah. No, no way. Uh, I wasn't aware. One of the people accused. I wasn't aware of the thefts 
or that any of the stolen merchandise from <laughs> from any state was part of my inventory. <laughs> and I plan on vigorously defending these charges. I bet you do. And, you know, look, I believe innocent until proven guilty. But, um, okay, yeah, have fun. And this is what the problem is, is now we're getting into you know, legislation where we're going to have the government overlooking all the e-commerce sites and making it more difficult to sell goods online, unless you're the big boys, which seems to be affecting, you know, you and me trying to sell stuff online, but you know, whatever, let's stop crime, right? Right? Sure. Let's stop crime. I mean, cause there's never been any crime at any time in the world, right? <laughs> I know, I get it. I really would like to talk to this guy. Ben Dugan is his name, and he works, he has the company that goes after all these organized crime rings. It'd be a fascinating interview to find out some of the things that they're doing and some of the people that they're bringing down on these crimes. I mean, they're all getting charged with criminal profiteering, money laundering, conspiracy to commit a felony, possession of stolen property, organized retail theft. So it'd be really fascinating to see how they're going to take all these people down because they're going to have to ask, access all these financial transactions. And it's, uh, it's really interesting. And all these websites, uh, you know, these different big sites that are selling goods, eBay, Amazon, what have you, um, these storefronts online are, you know, going to have to release all this information. And in the story, it talks about how the warrant, uh, had to be specific because, um, you know, some of the sites, um, like Amazon and eBay were helpful, but only up to a point, I guess eBay was a little bit more responsive to the search warrant, but Hey, look, uh, we need a search. You know, at least they're trying to follow some kind of, uh, you know, law and rules instead of just, Hey, give us all the information on these people. Okay. Because we believe they're committing crimes. Um, how about you get a warrant? How about that? They always make it seem like it's, that's what I, one of the things that really irks me. And I, we may have talked about it before, but it really irks me about the television shows, the detective shows and the crime shows. They always make it seem like when the people, say, Hey, uh, you got a warrant. Uh, you know, you're not going to come into my house without a warrant. And they always make the, uh, you know, the bad guys are the guys are, that are always the ones saying, get a warrant. I need you, you know, you need to get, get a warrant to come in here. But if you, if you're, if you're a good person, you'll just let the police in. Um, how about no? All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Oh, that I paid for, by the way. At least this time. <laughs> oh my gosh. So good. So good. Hey, uh, big day. Broadway is back. Those of you listening live today is the 14th of September, 2021. Big day. Broadway is back. Yes, The Lion King, Hamilton, Wicked, Chicago, once again raising the curtain on Broadway. Yay! Now, unless you're fully vaccinated and wearing masks, don't you even think 
about going, okay? But according to the mayor of New York, when you think of New York City, <laughs> it's the capital of arts and culture. Yeah, it used to be. And people do and did love Broadway, and we're glad to have it back. But I don't know that we want to comply with all your silly little rules, but we'll see how it goes. All right. I see where uh, Fox has decided to revive cops after the Paramount cancellation in the wake of the George Floyd protest. So we'll see how long that goes or how the show is going to go i don't know i know it's uh you know a reality tv show that uh you know is going to be up and it's i guess it's going to be streaming on fox nation which is uh you know pretty good so maybe they won't change too much of the actual police interaction but we shall see good news too coming yesterday i'm excited succession season three premiere date has been announced i know sunday october 17th season three premiere of succession nine episode third season is going to be debut at 9 p.m eastern on hbo and of course you know hbo max i'm excited i love succession and the end of season two was awesome so if you have not started watching succession Go back and watch those first two seasons. It is awesome. And COVID delayed some of this uh, filming and debut, but I can't wait. It's really good. And all the actors have been great. And it's another great HBO show, Succession. So October 17th uh, for Succession. Really, really excited. We know we have the Emmys this weekend as well with uh, the host, What's his face? Cedric the Entertainer. So that should be good. I know they just had the Creative Arts Emmys this, uh, I think it was last weekend, and where the Queen's Gambit won uh, nine awards and The Mandalorian got seven Emmys. Dave Chappelle, you know, so it was the Creative Arts Emmys and that really leads the way into the Emmys. But we'll break down the Emmys for you next week. I, I, I love the Emmys and so many of these shows are are well worth watching. Uh, I see. Oh, you know what I watched? Uh, <laughs> Clickbait on Netflix was that's like uh, eight episodes, kind of a kind of a different twist at the end, and uh, it's worth it. It was fun. There was a couple of episodes. I feel like they did eight episodes, and I feel like it could have been done in I don't know six, maybe even five. The, some of the middle episodes could have been broken down a little bit. Uh, they didn't need a full episode, but it was worth it. And it was a fun ride and it was a good twist. So if you have an opportunity to catch clickbait on Netflix, it's well worth it. I see where Fox also, uh, while they're bringing back cops, uh, they're buying uh, TMZ from AT&T's Warner Media. Congratulations to TMZ. I think it's, I don't know that they actually gave a price for Fox Entertainment acquiring TMZ, but it looks like, I mean, TMZ valued around 43 million, something like that. So maybe 50 million they paid for it. It's not bad. I feel like 50 million is kind of low for that, but you know, whatever. And I see where, uh, 
Harvey Levin is going to stay on. He's going to remain in charge of operations. So he's actually happy. Yeah, I'm sure Harvey is. He's made quite a bit of money from TMZ. I see more Disney. Let me just break down some Hollywood news for you here in the break room. Disney said they're going to release all remaining movies exclusively in theaters this year. Okay. Good luck. God bless. I know that, uh, you know, they had their little deal with what's her face. Yeah. Scarlett Johansson. We'll see how that, uh, you know, that plays out in the end. And this may be part of their, you know, little fight back of saying, okay, well, we'll just release everything at theaters now and we won't, uh, we won't do anything on the streaming side, but I don't know that that's a good deal. Um, I know that, uh, they think that the theaters are coming back and maybe they're trying to bring the theaters back, but I say no. I mean, I've said that all along. Theaters are done. And if you're telling me that, no, they're not. Yes, they are. Uh, sure. We can still have theaters, but if they're not going to be like they were, okay. Those days are over. Sorry. All right, we've got a little Hollywood health update. I don't have any Hollywood health music to go with the update, but we have Hollywood health update, update, update. So Jeff Bridges, apparently his cancer is in remission. The Oscar-winning actor uh, made the announcement on his website where he uh, he said he was diagnosed. Remember, he was diagnosed with lymphoma last year, and his recovery included positive updates. And uh, now the 71-year-old has received the news to which every cancer patient look forward to. No kidding. Uh, My cancer is in remission, he wrote. The 9 by 12 mass has shrunk down to the size of a marble. He said the treatment hasn't been without hiccups, revealed that he caught COVID-19 earlier this year from the place where he was getting the chemo infusion. He added that COVID kicked my ass pretty good but I'm double vaccinated and feeling much better now. I heard that the vaccines can help folks with long haulers. Maybe that's the cause of my quick improvement. So that's good news with for Jeff Bridges. Kate Beckinsale in the hospital. She was rushed to the hospital. She was filming in Vegas last weekend and then they rushed her to the hospital. They don't know exactly what's wrong or at least it hasn't. They, we don't know. It hasn't been reported. She was rushed to the hospital. Apparently it was reported that her back went out. Uh, I don't know that. Although she posted something on her Instagram over the weekend saying, uh, thanking everyone for their, uh, for their uh, best wishes. And she sent them love. And according to this article, the Hollywood actor i guess kate beckinsale isn't an actress anymore no they're not jeff they're all actors okay but uh she uh she thanked everyone she said feeling a lot better thank you so much for your kind messages and love and uh, she had a picture of her face with her arm over her forehead but she didn't say what was wrong and also uh, in uh, the hollywood health update portion of chewing the fat i see i'm harrison ford might not be as good as we think all right so remember he hurt himself and apparently his shoulder and they've kind of postponed the filming of the latest indiana jones film which was supposed to hit theaters next summer we'll see if that actually happens but now they're saying uh that the phoebe waller bridge 
who was in the movie, they're saying now how she might replace Harrison Ford as the lead in the fifth installment of Indiana Jones. So Harrison might not be as good as we think. And can a female take over the franchise from Harrison? I guess in today's world, absolutely. So it wasn't that long ago we had the post that talked about how Elon could make uh, Jurassic Park in a few years. Well, now we have a scientist or scientists who have a project called uh, Colossal, and that project is going to create a woolly mammoth in as little as six years. Oh, okay. Uh, Tech entrepreneur Ben Lamb and uh, Harvard Harvard geneticist George Church are going to try to revive the woolly mammoth. They uh, say rewilding the Arctic with lab-grown woolly mammoths could slow global warming by slowing the melting of the permafrost where methane is currently trapped. That's an interesting theory. I'd like to, I, I would love to talk to this guy about how he thinks rewilding the Arctic with these lab-grown woolly mammoths are going to slow global warming. Okay. All right. Well, I guess now they have some money. The, for years, apparently, Church said they talked about it, but they never had any money. They had maybe, you know, 100000 over the last 15 years, and they didn't have any, you know, it was the it was a project that was never had any money, and they loved to talk about it, and it was their favorite story, but they just never did anything because they didn't have any money to, you know, try to create a woolly mammoth. Well, now with the tech entrepreneur and they have a little money and some other investors, they can have this uh, aggressive timeline with Colossal to create a calf. And they're saying it could be done, you know, in six years. He always said, yeah, probably six years. And now he's going to have to actually do it. Colossal is a for-profit company and there isn't likely to be a quick cash out of investors. Okay. Uh, He said, none of our investors are focused on monetizing right now, which is great. So they've got about 15 million, I guess. And from, uh, and other participants include uh, Draper Associates. uh, Tony Robbins is putting some money in. That's interesting. That's interesting, isn't it? So I guess they're, and they probably have more than 15 million. That's probably just uh, some seed money from uh, some of these people. I mean, if they, if you've got, if you have an extra two or 3 million laying around and you think, wow, that's kind of cool. Let's try to create some woolly mammoths. You're going to invest, right? You're going to give them a couple of million. (laughs) So I guess the woolly mammoth, uh, who's been extinct or has been extinct for about 10,000 years. And they're saying that what they're going to do is, the Asian elephant is an endangered species. So they want to preserve the Asian elephant and mix it with the woolly mammoth. Oh, okay. So they aim to create a genetically modified with 
Oh, wait, hold on. So Colossal aims to create an Asian elephant genetically modified with herpes virus resistance and the ability to withstand ice cold temperatures. So the calf that they hope to create, this Colossal, will look and behave like a woolly mammoth. I mean, what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong with that? I don't know. Now they're talking about adding one more species to the nine that are that they're already have to help change uh, to what I don't know from a human standpoint at least to was a healthier ecosystem. Was it a healthier ecosystem? Was it? And as I know, it's an ecosystem. I got it. But was it healthier than really? Okay, please explain. You know, it, I can't. I can't. Just know that nothing could go wrong and it'll be beautiful. And it won't. We're not talking about a Jurassic Park, okay? We're talking about Asian elephants and mixing with woolly mammoths and maybe some pigs and maybe some other animals that we can, you know, genetically edit their cells. And we can, gosh darn it, we can save the world from this damn climate change by genetically modifying elephants and pigs from and using woolly mammoths. So, great. Great. Get to it. We're all going to be probably attacked by Asian murder hornets anyway. They found another nest. A third nest of these Asian murder hornets. They are... We've got hornet business going on and we're not going to be able to stop it now. And they're here. They're already here. So... <laughs> I don't like it at all. So I, we, yeah, they are an invasive species and they're not very nice and they're dangerous. And you don't want to be stung by a murder hornet or by a bunch of them. And they eject, they insert venom and they're huge. They go through, you got to have special suits. No. And I know that we've seen them, you know, sucking up the hornets and burning the trees. And now they've got a, a third nest that they found. So they are taking care of some business up in the Northwest and they're going to be everywhere soon. So I, we better pick up the pace on the woolly mammoth because the Asian murder hornets are going to be knocking us on our butts really, really soon. And everything has to do with climate change anyway. Don't you know that? Did you know that cattle, like many other animals and, far, you know, many other farm animals are quite clever and they can learn a lot. Really? Yeah. You ever had a pet cow? Well, I grew up on a dairy farm and uh, cows are, <laughs> they are really, really smart. You know, when you push them into their milking machine. But right now, we've got scientists, these researchers that are training cows to use a toilet. Yeah, you heard me. They're going to use a toilet, and they are apparently using toilets. And the reason they want to do that is because they want to reduce ammonia emissions caused by their waste. Oh, okay. So apparently, these animals can be potty trained, and their waste can be collected and treated because it's the accumulation and spread of waste that contaminates soil and waterways. So they can be controlled by confining the cows to barns 
But in these conditions, then the urine and the feces combine to create ammonia. Well, we can't have that. And the ammonia produced by cows, while it doesn't directly contribute to climate change, but then when it's in the soil, the microbes convert into a nitrous oxide, which is the third most important greenhouse gas after methane and carbon dioxide. And by training these cows to use a toilet, researchers believe it will lead to their barns being cleaner, a reduction in air pollution, and the creation of a more open and animal-friendly farms. <laughs> okay. All right, I, I guess if, you, if you're getting the study money to find out and train cows to use the toilet, that's great. And bless your heart, good for you. If you are getting money from the government, I mean, everybody's getting money from the government these days, but if you're getting a lot of money from the government to study and train cows to use the toilet, man... Bless your heart. That's a good deal. You have, you have figured out a scam that I, I'm proud of you for doing that because I don't want to be the one. I don't want to be the one making sure the cow is sitting on the toilet. I just don't. But then again, for the right amount of money, there's not much I would say no to. In fact, I don't think there's anything I would say no to for the right amount of money. All right, so we've got some uh, COVID news. Yesterday, leading scientists said there's no evidence, no evidence the general population needs a coronavirus booster shot. Wait, what? I know. Well, for now, let's be clear. Last month, the CDC said data showed very clear signs that immunity from vaccine uh, wanes over time especially against that Delta variant, and that extra doses could be available to the general public starting September 20th. But this group of scientists, including members of the FDA and the World Health Organization, it's spring, it's saying, uh, let's spread the love first, uh, meaning that it's more important to get the unvaxxed vaxxed than to get boosters to those who have already been vaxxed. So... I guess they found that vaccines are still substantially protective against severe disease from all the variants. So, I mean, the World Health Organization has said forget the booster and called for vaccines to go to poorer nations, of course, whose populations have yet to receive a single dose. All right. Now, we know that the scientists, uh, you know, have, some scientists have recommended boosters for the immune compromised and the FDA advisory committee is still scheduled to meet the end of this week over Pfizer's application for booster shots in people 16 plus. Okay. So do you think that we're still going to have be told to get the booster? You betcha. <laughs> if you think they're going to say, no, let's wait. No way. They, no way they say that. Not in today's world, man. They're going to tell you to get vaxxed and get as many as shots as you possibly can. We heard the story with uh, Jeff Bridges. I just 
flew over it earlier, but he said he was double vaxxed, right? He's going through uh, cancer treatments and that he got COVID and he was double vaxxed. So good for him, right? (laughs) Okay, no problem, Jeff. So he's thinking that maybe that helps him, Uh, you know, could it? Sure, I guess. I guess. I know that we... St- I just saw a poll. Talked about uh, one in seven. One in seven vaxxed Americans say they have ditched pals who refuse to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Man, I find that hard to believe. But this is a one-poll survey found that 16% of respondents said they had broken up with at least three friends since the pandemic began in March of 2020. Of those who ended friendships, 66% were vaccinated, 17% said they had no plans to receive the shot. Wow. They dumped friends because of their refusal to get vaccinated. That is incredible. The poll also found that people broke off with friends who had different political views dated or slept with an ex and made up rumors about them. Oh, so, I mean, people just don't like one another. Yeah, I can believe that. And when is Nicki Minaj going to be canceled? I know she's been all over social media telling people that, uh, hey, I'm not vaccinated and I don't think people should be bullied into the decision. Wait, what? Yeah, that's what we've been saying here on Chewing the Fat forever. Make your own decision. Don't, and people should not be, it shouldn't be mandated. It's all, it's just amazing to me where we're at. But according to Nicki Minaj, she said she doesn't, doesn't believe people should be bullied. She talked about her cousin who won't get the vaccine because his friend got it. So a friend of her cousins, she's getting, you know, this is third party information down the line. Uh, got it and became impotent. Okay, I mean, if you believe that. She said uh, his testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl is calling off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision, not bullied. Now, do you believe that about the cousin? I mean, that's that's quite a ways down the line. And you believe that the friend of her cousin got the vax, and then had this problem with his testicle swelling and, you know, becoming impotent. Couldn't have been another disease from some other female or male, right? Had to be the vaccine. Right, of course. But I'm just saying that she's been all over the place uh, saying that people should be able to make their own choice and not be bullied. Amen. I see where uh, someone sent me a a story from Detroit, WXYZ, Channel 7, Detroit. They posted on their social media account, uh, after the vaccines were available to everyone, did you lose an unvaccinated loved one to COVID-19? If you're willing to share your family's story, please DM us your contact information. We may reach out for a story we're working on. Really? Well, isn't that interesting? Because if you go down the comments on this story, amazing. Uh, I don't think it's the comments they had planned on at WXYZ uh, Channel 7. 
I've known not one single person that was hospitalized or died from COVID. However, after the second dose of the vaccine, my in-law's health has declined at a rapid pace. My father-in-law was rushed to the ER, ended up needing a stint in his heart, and now walks with a cane on days he can actually walk. My mother-in-law cannot breathe, has trouble walking without shortness of breath, and got cancer and diabetes diagnosis. This is not a coincidence. These people were healthy. Vax killed my daddy. Do a story on that. Lost a loved one that was vaccinated because of the vaccine. And it goes on and on and on. Now, that's the beginning of it. And of course, when you scroll down, you do get into more of the regular comments that you would expect to see. You know, like this one, a COVID nurse here. I can tell you what I've seen. I have had out of hundreds of patients, three vaccinated patients, one died of unrelated issues. I am a conspiracy nut, but please, it's science. Get your vaccine, wear a mask. Another thing that isn't reported are complications post-COVID. I've seen 40 patients come back due to complications of COVID. None vaccinated. Come at me if you want, but this has been my experience, so there's really not a point. Well, they're not a point of coming back at you, but there is a point, and that's interesting that she talks about patients coming back due to complications of COVID. That is interesting. A lot of people don't talk about that. You talk about whether they got sick from either getting the shot or they got sick being unvaccinated. And we're saying that we, you know, according to our president of the United States, we have a pandemic of the unvaccinated now. But you know, really, I, I mean, I don't want anybody to die ever. You know, we should all be alive from the beginning of time. Right? Right. Okay. So we're clear on that. But it's not about the deaths. I mean, we should really be talking about how sick people are getting and the people who are, you know, we talk about, you know, you have a, you know, a small percentage chance of dying. Yes, that's true. But the sick that you get, is really sick. Yeah, you can quote me on that. The sick you get is really sick. Um, I mean, people are really struggling. And and you heard from this nurse where they're coming back. They've contracted COVID, whether they were vaccinated or not vaccinated. But it's the battle with, uh, with COVID that your body really struggles with. And if you have to struggle less from the illness by becoming vaccinated. I mean, I guess it's worth it, right? I, you, Nicki Minaj is right. You make your own choice. We've said it before uh, a thousand times, and we're going to continue to say it. You make your own choice, okay? You know, I got an interesting email from Ed, uh, chewingthefatattheblaze.com is the email that uh, he sent it to, and you can too. <laughs> and you can follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR or Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. Ed sent me this email under three headlines in his email. Theoretical, bonus effects, what if? And it's all you know under the coronavirus heading. Uh, theoretical, and he has 11 choices under theoretical. Extremely contagious environment. Highest, deadliest versus elderly, least productive, net drain. Next, deadliest versus sickliest, three plus uh, comorbidities, highest upkeep. Least deadly versus youngest, 
longest proactive future. Population overcrowding, one-child policies, limited resources, available fears. Number seven, climate change fears. Number eight, rapid evolution of variants. Number nine, no herd immunity. Demonize therapeutics. Eleven, no cure. Bonus effects. Uh, after all the theoreticals, uh, number one, fear. Authoritarian control of population for public safety. Requested censorship of misinformation. Division of society by groups to eliminate threats. Blame, anger, mistrust. Yeah, we're all of those are definite bonus effects. And under what if. What if, and there are four uh, under what if. Uh, not naturally evolving. Not a lab leak. Not a bioweapon working as intended. These are all excellent, excellent thoughts and excellent questions of what is happening and what definitely could happen or what has happened and why it has happened. Really, uh, and those are just, you know, just thoughts. Just thoughts, that's all. And another thought just to leave you with today on Chewing the Fat. I see the headline where it talks about Trump gives straight answer when asked if he's running in 2024. And I've said all along, I believe he's not running. I think it's all him. Uh, he's gonna. He's just out to raise some money now to get behind the candidate that he's going to endorse. But he's not going to run. And if he says he's going to run, that is a whole different world as far as campaign donations and what he can do with the money that he raises, right? So this headline says, gives a straight answer. And I thought, oh my gosh, did he actually answer it? Well, let's take a look, shall we? He was asked, according to Fox News, he was asked directly if he would be returning again in 2024. And his answer was, I don't think we're going to have a choice. It is disgraceful. And then he went on to go after Biden and Afghanistan and the military. Um, he did not answer that. Uh, he answered it directly with an indirect answer. I don't think we're going to have a choice. It's disgraceful. He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. He just leads you on again. So it's all about just fundraising. And he's going to be, and that's fine. I'm okay with it. But I'm just telling you, uh, make sure you listen to what they say. Because he's not saying he's going to run. Because if he says he's going to run, that's a whole different ball game of what he can do with this money that he raises. Now, he can raise as much money as he wants, and he can use it for whatever the hell he wants. I mean, good for him, but I just I don't think he's going to run again. No way. He's going he's gonna to use that money to uh, get behind a candidate, and they're going to they're gonna push the next candidate into office. I don't know who that's going to be. But it's not going to be him. That is a chewing the fat fact. You know, or an opinion. You you decide on your own. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.